And welcome back. Another edition of Mile High Magazine. It's Murphy Houston. Now, before our last little break, we talked to the Salvation Army, and I mentioned we're going to talk to a person who is a survivor of COVID-19. And this story, I'm sure, is going to be most interesting. So let me introduce Brian Higgins. Now, Brian's a developer, architect, general contractor for his company, Oyster International. I say that right, Brian? Is it Oyster International? Indeed, yep, that's us. Well, Brian is a young man, and I think your age is 45 years old, correct? Right. So everybody's hearing about uh, COVID-19 and worried about seniors, that 70-plus crowd. Well, you're not there yet, Brian. But tell us your story about your horrible time with COVID-19. Sure. Um, it, I'd like to say this is, this is the real deal. I mean, this is um, we're hearing a lot of information, and it seems to be changing um, but I'll just, you know, give you what I have to offer uh, and my experience um, and see if it resonates with some other people out there. But uh, it started about six weeks ago and uh, headaches, uh, pink eye in both eyes, shortness of breath. Uh, I felt like I had a fever, but it wouldn't it wasn't registering uh, fatigue, gastro, sore throat. I mean, all the things that you hear about a uh, loss of taste is gone and it's not here yet Uh, so you know that was uh the beginning stages shortness of the breath was probably the worst um getting suffocated is uh, induces a panic scenario um and we're not used to that uh so i i called the 911 on march 30th and uh i think this was ahead of the rush um but they uh they took me in and told me they didn't know what to do with it and ask me what I would prefer. <laughs> well, who told you they didn't know what to do with it? The people in the ambulance uh, or once you got to the hospital? Uh, so the people in the ambulance said they wouldn't take me in because they weren't prepared. Uh, wow. So, and they were in a, uh, they were in a uh, complete pressurized hazmat suit, um, but they, they wouldn't take me in. So they told me to drive, uh, made a few misturns and was going 40 miles an hour. <laughs> You drove um, yourself to the hospital. You so you yeah, drove yeah. yourself to the hospital. Yes. Oh my God. Now, how many days into this problem you were having were you before you decided to go to the hospital? Four or five days. Brian. I think. Uh, uh, they just broke up a little bit. Brian's on a cell phone because they're all hunkered down now. So anyhow, you get to the hospital. What happened then? Uh, so the the uh, doctor came in and uh, said he he didn't know they didn't know how to treat the virus yet. Um, so they asked my opinion of what I would like them to do. Yeah, I hope and, so. You know, I'm I'm not breathing well. Can you check out my lungs? And my heart rate has been uh, between 100 and 120 for three days, and I wow. haven't moved. Um, so they they did an EKG. They did a, a scan for pneumonia, and both were okay. Uh, they said we don't have enough tests, so um, you know, come go home later and come back if you get sicker. So, so when they um, sent you home, Brian, what do they take? They take Tylenol and take a nap, or what? Uh, they they didn't. Uh, There's no treatment. Uh, there wasn't at the time. Um, so, I mean, you're on your own. Is is what they said? Oh my gosh. Now, are you a family man? Do you have a wife and children, or are you a single guy? No, I, I have a, I have a, a son that's uh, in high school, but I live alone. Okay. Um, and so I was wow. quarantining 
knowing I was going into a quarantine for an extended period of time. Well, how scary um, was that? <laughs> you know, I, I'm fine with it. It's, uh, you know, it gets, you, it gets on your nerves after a while, but uh, sure. find things to do. Um, but I was able to get a, an appointment with my doctor that Friday, uh, is a video call because of the circumstances. And sure. Uh, you know, she says you most likely have COVID. There's no treatment. So, uh, you know, you're going to need to write it out and it'll go in waves. And so, you know, from that point, I just waited it out. Um, but it's been six weeks and I've gone through numerous cycles of this. The, um, the CDC is at the time they were recommending that you pass these three criteria and then you're done with quarantine and away you go. I've passed those three times, but then it comes back. Wow. And so that's where I am last night was bad. Um, so my doctor finally agreed to see me in person today. And so that's where now we're talking to you that. on Friday we're, and you're hearing us on Sunday. So you're saying like the day before yesterday, they just finally agreed to see you. Yeah. In person. Oh my gosh. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we can get some resolution here. Uh, they did say if I have a fever, they won't let me in though. Wow. Do you feel like you got a fever? No. Um, you know, I wanted to talk about that. I, I haven't registered a fever throughout all of this. And in fact, I haven't had a fever since I was a wow. child. So. And that's one of the symptoms, right? A fever. They tell you that anyhow. That's kind of how they're judging it because yeah. they're preventing people from going to work or in buildings with a fever. Well, I could have so, walked around so the whole world. So you've been cycling in and cycling out of COVID-19 since the end of March. And you're still having a problem now in May. Yes. Wow. That's incredible long time, Brian. What are you thinking? Uh, you know, it's it's disheartening. Um, I, when I say you're on your own, you're really on your own. And uh, a lot of people think they're know, they know what's happening, but uh, the information's changing. The CDC's already changed their guidelines. Now, if you, if you have a test and you're positive, in order to go uh, out into the world, you need to have two negative tests. It's like, I can't even get one test. Yeah. How am I going to get three tests? And that's even now. Uh, you got to get a test today again. Talking to you on uh, Friday. I, this is Sunday. Are you, have, have you had a test yet? No. Oh my gosh. Hopefully you'll get one today. <laughs> Maybe I'll be so lucky. <laughs> oh my, Brian! Um, I can't believe what you've been through. Now you're by yourself. Who's helping you? Did you have oh, friends and neighbors bringing dinners and stuff? You know, my my neighbors pitched in. My family has checked on me numerous times and. Uh, yeah, people bring me lots of food. In fact, I sometimes can't store it all. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that hasn't been a problem. That's been the, the big, uh, the great part about this is um, you know, people are reaching out and providing support to. Well, and, and what are they thinking now? You're pretty positive you have the COVID nineteen, but you haven't been tested, so you're not that positive. Are they not afraid to come in? Are they wearing masks? Are they staying six feet away? How's that working? Oh, my family and friends. They, they nobody gets near me. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, I mean, distancing is uh, is six feet. No, it's more like ten yards. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I think you're right about that. I mean, I don't mean to yeah. chuckle, but I, I I feel so bad for you, Brian. All you've been to since the end of March. I mean, how, do you have any idea of when, where, how you even got the virus? Yeah, you know, it's one of two places, and uh, it could be rather alarming. Um, I was in Italy in, on February eighth to the eleventh. 
Oh. My symptoms came around on March 22nd. So what is that, six weeks? Yeah. Um, wow. Or I picked it up somewhere else, you know, at work or who knows, gas pump. But uh, that's the best that I know. So you think you got it in Italy, which was one of the hot spots at the time. And it could be. Yeah, and, and brought that home. And now you've just kind of hunkered down to stay away from people. So, I mean, what what, what is your mental attitude about this now? What are you thinking? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think that what people are telling us uh, is the best that they know, but nobody really knows. Um, and, you know, when the things change daily, and they do, uh, and they conflict with prior things, then you kind of are left to wonder if anybody's telling you anything that's right. Well, it, um, it, like all of us, you're watching the news, and we're told now we're watching too much news, I guess. But it does seem to change daily, doesn't it? Yeah, and you know, I have a friend who's a CDC, or she's an infectious nurse for the military, uh, and she, you know, told me that there was a treatment. Well, that was the the hydroxychloroquine. Right. That's the I asked my doctor about it, and she said it doesn't really matter if that's a treatment or not because no one could get it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so that was many weeks ago, but now it's a different treatment that uh, I don't, I don't know. So you're going to go ahead and see your doctor uh, today, again being Friday, and hopefully get a, a corona a, a coronavirus test, which you've never had since you've had the virus. And what do you what are you hoping he's going to tell you today? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would like to have some resolve here, or you know, remove the uncertainty, or tell me I don't know. I mean, I would accept we don't know. As well. Yeah. What would and for other people in. in you know, we're starting to loosen up a little bit, Brian. You know, people are trying to go back to work, and certain shops are opening up, and we're all wearing masks. But what do you want others to know about this? I mean, given your right from the bottom of your heart how it was yeah, sure. for you. I mean, really. I would say filter any anything that you hear uh, because it, it may not be accurate. I mean, the symptoms the symptoms that you hear about all the time they're they're pretty uh, similar. There's there's things that um, aren't the same for everybody. My fever doesn't doesn't uh, escalate, but I'm calling this the nine volt virus because it, <laughs> it feels like you're getting an electrical charge through your body uh, oh during the bad times. And you know if you've ever tested a nine volt with your tongue, you know that it it burns or stings or you know shocks you. Well, take that and then put it in your nose, put it in your throat put it in your esophagus, uh, your lungs. I mean, it moves around, but that's that's the feeling that I've experienced and the best explanation of, of what people uh, you know, might be feeling or might be uh, developing. Right, exactly. And how is this affecting your business? I mean, you were obviously working pretty hard as a developer, and now you probably have very little business. And even when it starts coming back, are you going to be afraid to get near people? You know, we uh, we shut down the job sites uh, in the end of March, and you know, there's been one or two contractors that have been through there, um, you know, by themselves, which they're okay with. Uh, but we're just going to try to uh, get back at some level, uh, limiting the number of people taking extra precautions um, and doing the best we can. But that's kind of where we are today. Well, and we need to emphasize again, Brian, you're a young man. 
you're only 45 years old. And again, we're starting to hear more people in your age range are getting the COVID-19 virus because they're not saying, oh, I'm young, I'm strong. It's for older people. Tell them what you think about that statistic. I don't, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. And I would hope that, you know, we figure this out sooner than later because it's, it is miserable and it's scary and you're, you're getting no help. I mean, there's no comfort that this is not going to go on forever. I thought I'd be done after two weeks. It's been six and who knows, is there going to be permanent damage? Uh, you know, am I ever going to feel normal? I, I don't know. And yeah. So, uh, be careful. Be careful out there. Listen to the requirements to stay away. And if you can, stay away from people as best you can until we know more. Well, exactly right. And at, at the time you really got the COVID-19, when you went to the hospital, and they weren't sure what to do. I'm, they're more educated now, obviously. But there was not even a mention of a ventilator. Did they ever say anything about maybe a ventilator, like you hear about now? Uh, you know, they, I'm sure they were ready for, for the worst. Um, I think they were doing triage before anybody got there. Um, I was the only one in there. And so they were, I'm sure, keeping beds open and supplies are limited. You know, so they're looking for the worst of the worst. And I, I wasn't the worst of the worst. Right. So. Yeah, you confused uh, them a little bit from what you told us. They weren't sure. And that's... Yeah. A confusing thing. Well, I'm sorry you had to go through this, Brian. I hope your appointment today that you're going to have will give you some good news, a positive direction to your health. I appreciate you sharing your story so everybody knows how they should treat this more seriously than maybe they are, this COVID-19. This is Brian Higgins. And, Brian, stay healthy, will you, my friend? I'll do my best. Thank you. All right. Thank you for your time on Mile High Magazine. Again, I'm Murphy Houston. Next up, we're going to talk weekly like we do with Dr. John Douglas from Tri-County Health and what's going on there. And my friend, Jayla Sanchez-Warren, who runs the Area Agency on Aging with Dr. Cog, will join me for some of the questioning, and we'll find out what's happening in the state of Colorado next here in Mile High Magazine. Don't go away. Hang around. I'll be right back.